nerds. Hey, word nerds, how you doing? What's up with your faces? My name is Spencer, and I this is my podcast. It's called The Dictionary, and I hope you are enjoying it. That's what I say every time. Um, let's see. It is August 15th, 7.04 a.m. That's when I'm recording this. I'm in my work office. This is very much not when this episode is airing. Um, hey, what's... I'm a little tired, but I'll try and bring up the energy. I don't know why. But we have to start this episode with the synonym information for the first form of the word elastic, which was an adjective. Okay, synonym time. Elastic, resilient, springy, flexible, and supple mean able to endure strain without being permanently injured. This could be a whole range of things. Elastic implies the property of resisting deformation by stretching, as in, we're going to have to do a page flip here, an elastic waistband. And uh, wow, that page went really far over to the side. Resilient implies the ability to recover shape quickly when the deforming force or pressure is removed, as in a resilient inner soul. Inner soul, it's all one word. Is this, uh, this is the soul in your shoe, maybe? So when you take away the pressure of your foot, the inner soul goes back to its original shape. Your soul is resilient. Springy stresses both the ease with which something yields to pressure and the quickness of its return to original shape. As in, the cake is done when the top is springy. So, uh, it yields to pressure, it goes down, but then it goes boing, it goes back up to its original shape. That's how I want all my cakes to be. Springy. Springy cakes. Flexible applies to something which may or may not be resilient or elastic, but which can be bent or folded without breaking, as in flexible plastic tubing. You can bend it, you can do the stuff with it, and it's not going to break. But also, it might not be resilient or elastic. It's not a thing that you can necessarily press down on, and it's going to bounce back. Uh, it's, it's a different kind of way to think about this. Supple applies to something that can be readily bent, twisted, or folded without any sign of injury, as in supple leather. You could also take all of these words and put them into non-physical things. I think we talked a little bit about that in the previous episode. It could be you know, your emotions, your personality, other things like that. Uh, they don't always have to be physical things. Okay, I hope that was all very interesting to you. Uh, the sound effect, I'm, go I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, woohoo! That'll be the sound effect in this episode. There's a new word coming. There's a new word in this town. We have the second form of elastic, this one is a noun from 1847, 1A, easily stretched rubber, 
usually prepared in chords, strings, or bands. So you're calling this thing an elastic. I don't know if I've ever heard this uh, this type of noun before. Hmm. 1B, the synonym is rubber band. Rubber band, rubber band, rubber band, rubber band. 2A, an elastic fabric usually made of yarns containing rubber. And we know rubber and rubber bands, those are all very elastic and stretchy and resilient and flexible and supple. So yeah, elastic. Okay, to be something made from this fabric. What what type of fabric is this? It's elastic. Uh, it's called elastic. And uh, the yarns have rubber in them. I I mean, I can think of stretchy fabrics. Elastic, I mean, there's like, hmm, I'm really trying to stretch, trying to stretch my brain to think if I've heard of something just called elastic. Yeah, it's elastic, elastic paper, elastic, um, I think so, I think so. Have I used it as an adjective to describe a thing that that fabric is very elastic or that's called elastic? Mm, it's a weird one. Yay! Woohoo! Next is elastic fiber. This will give us more information. Uh, it is a noun from 1849, two years after the noun elastic. It is a thick, very elastic, smooth, yellowish, anastomosing fiber of connective tissue that contains elastin. So this, I believe would be maybe the stuff in your body in a physical living creature um, because we did have, in the previous episode, we had elastase, an enzyme especially of pancreatic juice that digests elastin, and elastic fiber is a, la- a thick, elastic, smooth, yellowish fiber of connective tissue that contains elastin. Mmm. So yeah, I think it's just a thing that allows your body to move and stretch and stuff. Some people maybe have more than others. Woohoo! Next is elasticity. You can pronounce it elasticity, elasticity, elasticity. You could take out a syllable, tisty, elasticity. Okay, this is a noun from 1664. One The quality or state of being elastic, as 1A, the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation, and the synonym is springiness. Yeah, how elastic are you? How much elasticity or springiness do you have? As as, uh, we get older, we are definitely having less elasticity. You know, you gotta you gotta eat the right foods and exercise, and you will uh, you will obt- you will have more elasticity longer into your life than most people who are not maybe eating the right foods or exercising. In this case, I think exercise might be a little bit more important than diet, but in general, diet I think is more important because you need to give your body the right nutrients and things so it can use them properly. And, uh, and then it can become elastic. And I'm really doing some moves. I mean, I did some stretching this morning. I'm trying to be better about that. So yeah, I want to be, uh, I want to have a lot of elasticity when I'm 100 years old. 
Okay, 1B, the synonym is the second uh, second definition for the word resilience. And yeah, this is more about like how do you bounce back from uh, trauma or something that has taken you down a notch. 1C, the quality of being adaptable. Yep, talked a bit about that in the previous episode. Um, when plans change, uh-oh, uh-oh, what is my brain going to do? Am I going to uh, sit in a corner and cry because I wasn't ready for that? That's not adaptable. I don't have elasticity. Or am I going to be like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's come up with a solution. How can we adjust and pivot and do all that stuff? That would be elasticity. Number two, the responsiveness of a dependent a dependent economic variable to changes in influencing factors, as in elasticity of demand, also price elasticity. This is about economics. Um, so the responsiveness of a dependent economic variable to changes in influencing factors. So the, the prices of things, the demand or whatever, uh, there are factors that adjust those and I don't know, it's something about, you know, how how easy do those prices, do those demands and things change uh, given the factors that are being put on them? Something like that. Woohoo! Next is elasticized, adjective from circa 1909. Made with elastic thread or inserts, as in an elasticized waistband. Some of us might want an elasticized waistband. Maybe uh, if we're about to eat a big meal, we might need a little need a little extra space there in the pants region. Um, so so something made with elastic thread or insert. So you can make something more elastic when you elasticize it, and then it has been elasticized. Can I elasticize this piece of paper? Probably not. I would have to start from scratch. Um, I guess in that case, though, it would be elasticized because you can't maybe, you can't retrograde the elasticity, uh, but you can make a piece of paper that has elastic uh, threads, particles in it, I guess. Mm, That would be interesting. Stretchy paper. Have we done that? Ooh, hoo. Next is elastic limit. Ooh, there's a limit to how elastic something is. Two words, noun from 1898. The greatest stress that an elastic solid can sustain without undergoing permanent deformation. You can only stretch something so far before it snaps, before it breaks. Uh, us humans, we're like that too. You can only push me so far until... I collapse under the pressure, or you've really messed me up. Elastic limit. That's, you don't want to find that limit. Uh-uh. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! I'm trying to, trying to do new things. Okay, uh, next is elastic modulus. I think that's how you would pronounce it. It is spelled M-O-D-U-L-U-S. Elastic modulus modulus. That's probably the first one. Two words, noun from 1904. The ratio of the stress in a body to the corresponding strain. Okay, 
So the ratio, there's a certain amount of strain being put on a thing uh, or the, the stress is being put on it and then there's the strain that comes from the stress, I guess. The elastic modulus. Mm, it's an interesting, maybe they use this when they're testing, uh, you know, the soles of shoes or how elastic. They're, they're, maybe they're trying to find the elastic limit. I don't know. Woohoo! Next is elastic scattering. Two words, noun from 1933. A scattering of particles as the result of an elastic collision. Okay, what is an elastic collision? And then there's particles that are getting scattered all about the place. What? What is this? Uh, elastic collision. Ooh, this is fascinating. I don't know anything about this one. Maybe we should put a link in the show notes for elastic collision, elastic scattering. What? What is an elastic collision? What the? What the? What? Um, if you are watching this on video, if you are a patron, $5 a month, you will see video. You'll see a few cuts that already. Um, um, my nose is quite itchy this morning, and I don't know why. So I, I wanted to cut and cut those parts out and scratch it. Um, so apologies. Audio people, you would never know. You would never know the difference because the audio is just so smooth and clean. Woohoo! Next is elastin. E-L-A-S-T-I-N. Noun from 1875. A protein that is similar to collagen and is the chief constituent of elastic fibers. So collagen is like, it's this other thing in the body that um, I think a lot of people, I'm pointing to my face because I think a lot of people, you know, you want a lot of collagen in your face because it's like it renews itself, it makes it all nice and smooth and squishy or something. I don't know, this is not a good description of collagen. I'm sure I read it two years ago in the seas. Um, but elastin is uh, similar to it. It's just another thing in the body that your body produces that makes things uh, stretchy and stuff, like your skin and, you know, your fibers, your uh, your uh, cartilages, your tendons, all those things, I'm guessing. that I mean, that's, I don't know the specifics. Um, yep, that is it for elastin. Woohoo! Next is elastomer. I think that's how you'd say it. Elastomer. E-L-A-S-T-O-M-E-R. Uh, noun from circa 1939. Any of various elastic substances resembling rubber, as in polyvinyl elastomer. Elastomer, mer, mer, elastomer. That's how you say it. Polyvinyl elastomer. Um, and so it's, I guess it's like a rubbery, fabric-y thing. And uh, it's it's probably stretchy. Elastomeric. Elastomeric. That is an adjective. Uh, yeah, not much information in the etymology. So we are going to move on to... Sound like Tigger. The next word is elate. You can say elate, and um, I would say if you want to say elate, that's fine too. Uh, this is the first form. It is a 
looks like a transitive verb from circa 1619, and it is to fill with joy or pride. We are so happy. We are so happy. We are elated. We have been given elation. That's coming up, probably. Um, Ooh, yes, I want to give everybody, I want to elate everybody. Let's make everybody happy. Filled with pride. This is from the Latin verb. Ooh, this is interesting. Well, it comes from the Latin word elatus, which is from the verb effere, which means to carry out or elevate. And, okay, this is so weird. So the word elatus is from the E prefix plus latus, and I guess latus uh, is from the verb fere. So fere was to carry out or elevate. Fere is to carry. Um, how that got connected to elatus, I'm not sure what happened there. There's more at the words tolerate and bear. Like I am bearing this weight on me and I'm very elastic, so I'm going to come out of that situation. Um, to carry out, to elevate, yes, elevating. That's the best uh, part of the etymology that I can think of for this word elate. I'm elevating your spirits. Woohoo! The second form of elate is an adjective from 1647. The synonym is just the word elated, which is next. Um, as in, we have a quote I smiled to myself and felt elate. And that is from Charlotte Bronte. I think Bronte has the two dots, the umlaut thing over the E. Uh, and so, and so Charlotte uh, felt elate. Now, that sounds weird to my brain because I would want to say elated because it is the synonym. So I think this is just an old way to say elated. I felt elate. If somebody says that, don't tell them that they're wrong. Tell them that they're old. Woohoo! Next is elated. Adjective from circa 1619, same year that the word elate came out. Um, by the way, uh, when I saw the, the, the year 1619 for elate, my brain first thought that that was when slavery ended. But it's the when slavery started. It's the opposite of that. So I was like, oh, uh, Juneteenth, slavery ended. Uh, they were all elated. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now it, it's the opposite of that. Um, there, I so the, I had to look it up to confirm. I was like, that doesn't sound right. So uh, uh, the people uh, who were being enslaved were not elated at all for that situation, but the other people, the people who were doing the enslaving, they were probably elated that they now had a lot of cheap labor. And uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a time that I cannot support elation. I am not happy with uh, those people being elated, um, you know, treating other humans like animals and worse. So, on that note, we have to finish elated adjective from 1619. Uh, this is marked by high spirits. Uh, and the synonym is exultant. E-X-U-L-T-A-N-T. Exultant. So if you have high spirits, you are elated. And if you are being taken away from your homeland and uh, whipped and beaten uh, and not being provided any normal human things, you are not elated. I have to mention that year. You know, it comes up, it's in the brain, the year, the number, uh, so I have to mention that. 
Elatedly is an adverb, and elatedness is a noun. Woohoo! Next is elater. Elater. E L A T E R. Noun from 1830. This is a plant structure functioning in the dispersal of spores. So it's it takes the spores and it shoots them out. It's dispersing them. How is it doing this? What is it doing? I don't know. Let's read more. We have A. One of the elongated filaments among the spores in the capsule of a liverwort. And so I think uh, it's just, just a type of elater. Elater? Elater, yeah. B. One of the filamentous appendages of the spores in the horsetails. So we got liverworts and horsetails have elaters, have something that uh, shoots the spores out into the world so they can go find a new home, plant themselves in the ground, and grow new liverworts and horsetails. Uh, two, two very good names of plants, I think. Liverwort and horsetail. Yeah, I like those words. Uh, this is from the Greek elater, which means driver, from the, the, I think this would be the verb, elaunin, which means to drive. So this filament drives the spores out into space. Woohoo! Elation is next. Noun from the 14th century. One. The quality or state of being elated. I have elation. I am elated. Let's go be celebrated. Number two, pathological euphoria. Okay, that's a new one. This is, you are euphoric, which is very, very happy. You are euphoric pathologically. So like constantly, medically, clinically, what is that? I think I think I gotta put a link in the show notes for this uh, this pathological euphoria called elation. Like, what is pathological euphoria? I'm just so fascinated by that. Okay. Um, next. Whoop. That was a weird one. Um, okay. E layer is next. Capital E. Next word. Word layer. Like the layers of a springy cake. Noun from 1933, a layer of the ionosphere occurring about 65 miles above the Earth's surface during daylight hours that is capable of reflecting short wave frequencies. Well, for those of you who do not, do not, do not, do not, who do not do miles, which is most of the world, uh, that is also 110 kilometers or kilometers or kilometers. Okay, so it's that many miles or kilometers above the Earth's surface. Why is it during daylight hours? Oh, oh, I see. It's not that it only exists during daylight hours. It's saying that during daylight hours, it is capable of reflecting short wave frequencies. Why not during the night? There must be something that my brain can't think of. Okay, so... It reflects shortwave frequencies. So like, uh, ba, 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 ba. Not, I think AM frequencies are very big waves. 
right? If am I, do is this this do I have this correctly? Shortwave, maybe FM, maybe well, there's shortwave radio. Uh, so I don't know what waves those are. I don't know nothing about that. So maybe it reflects those back down so they don't go out into space. And so people can, yeah, I don't really know the, the details about all this, but it does something and it reflects those back down. And uh, that's the most important thing you need to know about the E layer in the ionosphere. Is it, yes, it is a layer in the ionosphere. Oh man, you don't even know how many layers of things are out there you think you think it's just air and space up there? No, there's there's stuff happening. I don't get it. Woohoo. The last word is Elba. Capital E L B A. Elba. Idris Elba. Noun from oh 1924. Now, 1924. That's when it got into American English, I guess, but this word was way before that. Uh, it is called, it is, it is, a place or state of exile. Um, it doesn't really make sense unless you know the etymology, which I will tell you. Um, but it has now become, you just you just call it maybe metaphorically or, or poet, poetically, you call a thing an Elba because it is a place or state of exile. Why? Because it is a Mediterranean island. There is an island in the Mediterranean called Elba. I assume it's still called Elba. Um, and it was the residence of Napoleon Bonaparte after his first abdication from May 14th, 1814 to February 26th, 1815. So he was there for almost a year. But then I think, he, yes, he was abdicated again. Was he? Did he go back to the same place? I don't know. Um, ooh, my stomach growled. I need some food. I have an apple with a really gross spot on it. Blech. I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut out that nasty soft spot. Um, okay, so that's Elba. If you are going uh, to a state of exile, uh, either physically or mentally, you can say, I'm going to Elba. Woohoo! All right, let's uh, pick a word of the episode we had. Elastic, elastic, elastic fiber, elasticity, elasticized, elastic limit, elastic modulus, elastic scattering, elastin, elastomer, elate, elate, elated, eliter, excuse me, eliter, elation, e-layer, and elba. Let's see. What? What do I like? Which one? I'm uh, I'm tempted to maybe do elastic scattering because that was an interesting one that I was not aware of. Elastin is really important to the bodies. Um, elasticity is interesting. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I do kind of like elate. I mean, should we pick that one? Um, what do you think? What would you pick in this situation? I would like to know, and then I'll find out weeks from now. Um, I think too hard on this stuff. Sometimes I like to pick something that would be fun to say or sing. Uh, and so, you know, let's just pick elastic scattering. 
Elastic scattering, all the elastic particles are being scattered. Because it's elastic scattering, oh my god, we had an elastic collision. The collision made the particles scatter all around the elastic particles. They are elastin, maybe, I don't know what these particles are, but they're elastics and they've been scattered. Elastic scattering. Let's talk about another movie I watched. Um, Okay, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this list of movies that I'm reading off to you is so old. Um, I'm reading you things that I watched back in July of 2023. And so, I finally have gotten to um, July 20th, we watched Barbie for the first time. And at the time of recording, we have seen it three times in the theater... I don't know if there's going to be a fourth, but I would be fine with that. And, I mean, what can I say about Barbie? Uh, uh, I mean, it's just so good and smart and clever and funny. And it's pissing off a lot of people, uh, which I really appreciate. I am elated about it pissing off this certain group of people because... This is how I think about it. If you don't at least appreciate this movie for what it is doing and what it is saying, then I I can't I can't I can't deal with you. I don't know. I'd like why how can you not at least appreciate it on some level? I don't expect you to love it or even like it, but if you appreciate what it's doing or saying, I'm good with that. I could talk for a long time about Barbie. Um Important movie, very important, uh, but done in such a fun way. And where my Allen's at? I should have been wearing my Allen shirt. I haven't washed it yet. I just, I just received it, but I haven't. It hasn't been washed yet. Some one of these days, I'll wear my Allen shirt. Um, cause I, I, I would say I'm more of an Allen than a Ken. I think. What, what, what are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Um, I will put a link in the show notes for a very silly video I made, um, where I did a dramatic reading of the song, I'm Just Ken. And I just, I just think that song is so funny. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, it would be funny to do a dramatic reading of it. So I did. And it's up there. And it's a song that I like to sing. It's very fun. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.